levels, they keep rising. There's something we can do to stop them. These readings are unprecedented. Shut it down. Shut it all down. What do you mean, the whole thing? What do you mean if we don't find a cure? Shut the whole economy down. There's going to be riots in the street. Everybody's going to die. Everybody. Commence the political dampeners. Initiate warp speed. It requires sacrificing the economy, but just do it. Damn it, Jim. I'm a comedian, not a political science major. The president has been compromised. I repeat, the president has been compromised. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Uh, hey guys, here we are, episode 24 of In Chaos We Trust. We're here with Ian and Andrew and Tanner to reign in the chaos because uh, it's coming in strong. This week was a little light. We're uh, in this episode, we're going to touch on, you know, Ted Cruz kind of running off to Cancun. Uh, Governor Cuomo of New York, you know, he's lied. You know, politicians do that. And uh, yeah, we've got a little more we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, Get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits right there on Manufacturers Road. Uh, you can just pull off Old Jotty on your way home from work. Get whatever you need in there. They, uh, they're they open every day of the week except Sunday because Jesus. And yeah, they got everything you need to stock a bar, get some beer. You need some cheese. I think they've got some uh, prosciutto and some fancy things like that. Go check them out. It's a, It's really is the number one spot in town to get your booze and libations. And then Merchants on Main, right there on Main Street across from Pax Brew Room, there's a uh, neat little store. It's called Merchants on Main, you guessed it. And they've got antiques, they've got candles, they got local goods, they've got uh, artwork from local people such as myself. I've got some photography in there and they've got, you know, a little bit of everything. Go check them out. They're pretty great. Um, like I said, you know, Tanner here, we got Ian, we got Andrew. We're going to talk about this past week. Shit's been going on. We're going to rain in the chaos and I uh, hope you guys are having a good Monday. So yeah, I guess just to start us off, it's a, uh, it's been a little bit of a tumultuous week of weather, you know, it's um, especially if you live in Texas, it's been a little bit crazy. I know Ian, you joined us on brew chat because we, I thought the weather was going to hit us and I uh, pussied out and we did a virtual episode. Yeah. It was never, it was never dire here. It just sucked to be in. Like that was the worst it got. Like where it was like, Oh, I mean like I had a little bit of snow yeah. on my lawn, but it wasn't, it wasn't. Bad. Yeah. It was, I was trying was to guess what day you guys even recorded that. <laughs> Cause um, I listened to it. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. I thought it was supposed to get colder and it was supposed to keep raining and I didn't want people driving to the studio. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I opted to not do it. But if you're in Texas, that was a different story. And Miss Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. Uh, I thought it was way lower than this, but when I looked it up before the show, she has raised four million for Texas relief. Four million. And then she went right on down and I guess helped box food up in a food kitchen, uh, worked in a soup kitchen. I don't know what, but she went down there in person to help in Texas. That's not even her state to deal with. While, uh, you know, Texas Senator Zodiac Killer Ted Cruz kept right on winning, playing the House of Tards, went to Cancun, Mexico. And uh, yeah, I thought that was that was something else. I want to talk about that. It was, it was real, real, uh, real scumbag move there on old straight up scumbag. Yeah. Did you see his excuse? Um, I didn't see his. Well, it had to do with his kid. Like he had to yeah. drop his kid off, but he, he was like, as soon as I got on the plane, I knew it was a mistake. At least he, at least he owned up to it being a mistake. Cause that's the only part of it. I believe. Yeah. yeah that's the <laughs> only, that, like it's, we, it's weird to hear that and not like the, no, I had to go. It was an emergency, you know, some bullshit. It, he, he just was straight up about like, yeah, that was a bad call. So, I mean, yeah. like, credit there but, but he still said oh sorry go on but he, he wasn't sorry he was sorry he got caught sorry. right right yeah it was yeah exactly that's that's why it's so it weird to hear that apology because we're, we're you know we're used to the, these kind of shenanigans and, and it's just like uh i don't know i mean i'll say this about aoc too like it you know the the, the biggest scandals i hear about her like where she says something that kind of doesn't add up but like you know for a politician for that to be like the worst thing is sometimes she says a dumb thing you got to give it to her for that. I think like, whereas like, you know, you got Ted Cruz who's like, Oh, my state is frozen solid. Let's, <laughs> you know, not women and children first on the life raft. Me, me out of the way. Women and children. Oh, yeah. It's never been about women and children first. He's like, 
I mean, Donald Cruz or Donald Cruz. Oof. Donald. No, Cruz. scary thought. Donald Trump. Yeah. That uh, like famously like dissed his wife, uh, Heidi. And, yeah. you know, and then he's just been a Trump sycophant yeah. since that. Yeah. I saw a cartoon the other day. There was like, it's like him pretending to roll up or him like rolling up his sleeves. It was like, no one's going to diss my wife <laughs> with dirty shoes. And it's just him kissing Trump's feet. <laughs> like there was a, everything is self-serving. There was an interesting, I don't, I didn't even know what to really make of the interaction, but a Trump supporter I know said something about how just like, we need to get back to this age of decency, which I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, okay, like, I'm not going to say it, but you, you know, who started this age of indecency, right? Um, But he was talking about how apparently there was a politician when Reagan was running that said something about Nancy Reagan and Reagan said something to him. It's like, now listen here, you're going to respect my wife (laughs) and like told him what was what. And it was like, if not, we're going to have a big issue if you're not going to respect my wife, like real old school. Yeah, Ted Cruz has no and, spine. Yeah, or like. and this Trump supporter telling me this story, which I was previously unaware of, but and it doesn't even matter if the story is true or not in this situation because the point is, is this Trump supporter clearly was talking in reverence of Reagan for doing this, being like, yeah, he should stand up for his wife. It's a noble thing to do, you know, that sort of thing. But then I did bring up to him, I was like, yeah, and wasn't it funny how Ted Cruz com- or uh fucking Donald Trump completely disrespected Ted Cruz's wife and he just did nothing because he's spineless. And he's like, yeah, guess it is. So it's, <laughs> I thought that was interesting how, I don't know, I guess in a weird way, Donald Trump may be draining the swamp. If the swamp <laughs> is the Republican party, I don't, I mean, he's maybe made a few people show their ass a little bit yeah. sooner than they otherwise would have. But Ted Cruz has shown his ass again. This here. is like a Larry David move from Curb Your Enthusiasm, where he's like boarding the plane and it's like starting to sink in, <clears throat> which I still I'm saying, no, he's sorry he got caught. But I just imagine him boarding the plane. And if his story is true and he's like, yeah, I just sat down and I thought. Yeah, this might not be good. <laughs> He just, yeah, I've got a clip of him here. Let's see. To Mexico. It was obviously a mistake. And in hindsight, I I wouldn't have done it. Um, I was trying to be a dad. Cruz says the ill-timed vacation was planned on a whim after the power went out at his family's Houston home. We had spent two days without power. And my girls wanted to take a trip with their friends and frankly get somewhere uh, where it was warmer. I flew them down last night and then I just flew back today. Text messages obtained by the New York Times allegedly. (laughs) What gets me, though, is it's like I'm sure he was just trying to be a good dad, but I'm not. I I don't buy that shit. How his daughters were going on a vacation and he just had to take them and he packed a huge bag. Well, think about this angle, though, is oh, for sure he was going to. I'm sure he was planning he on being down there a week. Yeah, he was definitely Ish. going to. But that that's not to say he wasn't also trying to be a good dad. Because I also <laughs> think about, okay, some, and I don't know anything about, about this guy's daughters, but I just think, okay, you've got some teenage daughters who are cooped up with the power going on and off and cell reception going in and out in a Texas home in this snowstorm. And they're probably driving you fucking crazy. <laughs> Because eh, they're well off. Dare I say, maybe these daughters might be a little spoiled. And uh, yeah, they badgered him and badgered him. And at that point, he said, fuck it, we're going to Cancun. And he thought he was like, we can slink in, get to Cancun. And just like, you all will shut the fuck up. And maybe he thought he's like, yeah, I don't think he did. I don't think he gave a fuck. But just giving him the benefit of the doubt, maybe he thought he could like, well, the sale reception's better in Cancun. I can call and organize. Uh, Who knows? But I do think no, he had no some annoying teenage even. daughters that were driving him crazy. And he was like, you want to go to Cancun? We'll go to Cancun. I think and uh, I got a theory on this. Yeah, shit. he wasn't planning on going down there for one day. No, he was definitely going to stay. I got I got a quick theory that I that literally just popped into my head because I know I'm pretty sure it was one of his daughters. I don't know which one that uh, it was reported anyway, said to the mom, because she she quit her job, Heidi, 
quit her job when he started running for president. And I think it was reported that one of the daughters said, why did you quit your job? Like, you're smarter than dad. Like, you're better than him at everything. Like, you don't need to quit your job for dad to run for president and lose or something, basically. <laughs> so, like, maybe now that you mentioned that, like, I'm, I wonder if his daughters are sabotaging him. Like, they know how bad this shit is going to look. And they're like, hey, if we get dad to run off to Cancun, pack a big old bag for him. Like, doesn't matter what happens after that. The look that, you know, the, the fucking optics they, of they it. They picked <laughs> the bag out. They they picked the bag. I can totally it's, see that. The we, most ostentatious giant bag they of luggage they had in that house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to think, too, like, they're opulent, uh, you know, um, teenage white girls what what are, what's the over on, under on them agreeing with their father's politics yeah. exactly exactly especially yeah. since he's their dad and uh he, you know they're they're already probably rebellious if they're teenagers so they you know i could see them be like black lives matter fucker and oh like, yeah i mean it, yeah it's the it's the the old trope of you know the preacher's daughter or whatever <laughs> and like you know basically you go against everything your parents like no i I can see them, especially, especially being girl, like, and and identifying with their mom. Yeah. Reportedly, et cetera. Like, yeah, I don't know. I could totally see. Yeah. 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 Could happen. Huh? Uh, it was, yeah, I think we all agree. It was a bad fucking look though. And and like you said earlier, which, uh, I don't know if you had a clear, um, something of that, but AOC, like you said, has gone. Oscasio Cortez. Yeah. Yeah. Or Alex, as I know her, I went to college with her. Uh, I actually did go to college with her. I did not know her there though. So I don't know. No, I, I can't claim, I can't claim any of that. Uh, would have been a cool friend to have, but Lexi. Yeah. Um, yeah, at the same time though. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's down there volunteering cause, cause like a lot of the argument you get about from Republicans or Trump fans or both, you know, depending is, well, what could Cruz really do if he were there anyway? Yeah, that, that, that's like the argument that my roommate had. He was like, well, what what's Ted Cruz going to do by being there? And like Dinesh D'Souza, D'Souza said on Twitter, he was like, oh, well, he's actually doing the people of Texas a favor by not being there and sucking up energy so that there's more to go around, which is the most dishonest fucking argument. It's like Dinesh D'Souza. It's not wrong. Is a dumb, smart person. Like he knows that that's it's, bullshit. It's not an incorrect argument. It's but, but it's, it is bullshit. It's a It's a disingen- yeah. yeah, it's a bad faith. Yeah, exactly. So I think AOC uh, uh, and even like Beto. Beto was like phone banking around and and uh, doing like uh, wellness checks on seniors and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what he could be doing. He could be doing fucking anything, yeah. which I think leads to the point that I make fairly often on this is just that the left. And I mean, the actual left, the true left progressives, um, you can call this virtue signaling. You can call it whatever you want. But at the end of the day, they're actually getting stuff done yeah. Oh, yeah. and they're doing it in Texas, which like you said, is mm-hmm. not AOC's district. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so far from her New York district that it's, it's the opposite in tons of ways, but she's going there just out of solidarity. Whereas Trump was, you know, he was hesitant to give California money for wildfires yeah. and shit because they're a blue state. It's like, it's, there's one side that's clearly like in it for all of us really. And there's one side that's just in it for themselves and their corporate interests. Mm-hmm. And I don't exclude some Democrats from that latter yeah, side right. either. But it's easy to see there's certain politicians in there that's like, like AOC. Sure. She said some dumb shit and I've disagreed with her on some shit. But I think her heart's in the right place. She's not in there trying to take some corporate backing and get rich. Right. And the same thing about Bernie. I may disagree with him, but as long as that dude's been in there, if there's not a more consistent politician, show me one. Like you can be a little goofy, but then like, what? what's your worst scandal? Like if your mm-hmm. worst scandal is like, I mean, it's a, I think Bernie's is, has to do with like his wife making too much money. So I can't remember even, but that's the point. I can't even remember the specifics of it. It's probably some weird, like gender roles article he wrote in the sixties or something. It's yeah, nonsense. It, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not anything that really sticks with you or matters. Whereas like, you know, you look at like pretty much all these other, like, you know, establishment politicians, but you know, like you said, both on the left and the right and the, the scandal list, you know, it, it's almost like it's a, it's a, um, when you're like part of a beer club at a bar and you get to have, check them off as you try it's like almost like, okay, let's see what we can get away with. And let's see like, Oh, we got caught with a prostitute. Check that one off. <laughs> right. Okay. And then we got caught uh, embezzling. Okay. Check that one off. Uh, you know, it's like, so it's just like, it's just, you know, it's, 
you know, coming from circles, especially that really don't like Bernie and AOC and, the, and those types, um, anytime they would even slightly mess up, it was a big like to do and a big like, oh, did you hear about this this day? And it's like, you just get tired of it because you're like, yeah, but they're not like defrauding millions of mm-hmm. people. So it's like, I, you know, oh, they said something kind of dumb once. Okay, that's fine. I like people are humans. I'm not going to start. I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of like that being a thing that like is a major, you know, like, well, so-and-so said this about socialism. It's like, okay, well, who gives a shit? Like, do you think that's going to happen? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just, I, you know, but you got guys like Ted Cruz here who, who are clearly, you know, I mean, I don't know, like. I feel like Ted Cruz is like, he's, he's, I feel like he is a nerd. Like he, he, he go randomly have (laughs) this comment or statement that shows that he kind of is with it and kind of understands like, you know, the average person and like popular trends and things like that, you know, like, but, uh, uh, I feel like he's the nerd who got invited to the cool kid parties because he had like a (laughs) awesome house and they would, he could trick him into throwing the parties. Oh my God. That makes so much sense. He had like the, the, that tracks, he had something that the cool kids wanted and needed him for. So he was allowed in the cool kids club, even though he is definitely not a cool kid. And, um, and he's been pining for that ever since too. I think, yeah, like I, I in think a, in a way he sold out young and I don't think he's ever like tried to redeem himself and never had any, any doubts or questions. I think that's that. pretty much every Republican to be perfectly honest, well, at least of the older generation. There's a new guard coming in with like that eye patch guy. There's a new guard coming in. That's, uh, I think it's going to be mostly vets that come in. It's going to be, you know, people mm, like that. I hope yeah. I hope it's that over QAnon. Nuts. I'm down for that. Yeah. If it has to be. Um, at least like the true conservatives coming in. That's yeah. what it's going to be. I think are vets that we saw survive the uh, Iraq situation. Fingers crossed. We're seeing it with Dan Crenshaw and some people like that. Oh, uh, well. There's another one running in Texas. I can't remember his name, but he's a black guy. I actually liked him. He was on a. Oh, oh, you actually liked a black guy? No, sorry. You just. <laughs> You set me up too good for that one. You're like, oh, he's oof, a black guy. Oof. I actually Cut liked that. him. I'm Cut like, that. whoa. No, uh, I mean, as far as just him being a Republican, I actually yeah, like him. Yeah. Um, and I like the idea of there being like a well-spoken black Republican. You know, there's not too many black Republicans up there in Washington. Like, name me one. Well, we had Herman Cain, but we lost him. <laughs> um we still have his tweets for days and weeks yeah. after, though. Uh, what, yeah. Was it Ben? About Car- how COVID was is bullshit. Ben Carlson is that his ben name? Carson. Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Yeah. He was the doctor, Ben Carson, to you. Yeah. And uh, he was our housing guy, but that made no goddamn sense. Uh, and I think Biden. Yeah, hu- like housing and urban development. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder how, how, wonder how much of that got done in the past four years. He was a hyper religious brain surgeon. I don't know how that figures, but. I don't. Yeah. Whatever. In housing and urban development. Yeah. Well, you know how it figures in. <laughs> well, the, if a guy, Trump saw the word urban and was like, oh, this dude, <laughs> I, I mean, I, if I was Ben Carson and I became a brain surgeon, I feel like I would have to believe in God. Like, it's just be like, how the hell did I get here? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not a very bright guy. No, he was uh, bright enough to not wear a, a mask to during covid to a Trump rally. So yeah. he was that smart. Oh, well that, that was Herman Cain. Yeah. Herman Cain. Oh, Herman Cain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, no, yeah. Ben Carson is, is, is one of those guys that's like proof that you can be like a genius in one area and just yeah. be completely fucking just behind the curve, behind the eight ball yeah. and all other shit. So yeah. what, what was Herman Cain's role? What did he do? He was like, didn't he like, didn't he own like Papa John's at one point? He or owned something? Godfather's <laughs> pizza. Godfather's pizza. That's it. Somewhere in the Midwest, I guess. I've never okay. been to one. All right. All right. Yep. He, he was just some guy, but he was, I mean, he was not, I, I don't know if you'd call him a proto Trump necessarily, but he was among many others that came before mm-hmm. him. One, you know, a businessman to run for mm-hmm. office. Cause that was his role. I don't think he had any political role before running for office. And then he may have assumed some advisory positions. And uh, I would just, I, w- at the end of the day, what I'm saying is I would just, I'm excited for what I hope is this turning over of the old guard and even though I tend to lean more left, I would like to see some better ideas come from the opposition party in in my position of like, I, I'm excited for the Republican Party to hopefully move away from this uh, religious Republican Party and be more classic conservative of like, hey, we should probably, you know, the military is a big thing. We need to preserve our natural resources and our parks. 
Let's get our economy going. And it's like, even though I tend to lean more left on things, I would rather us like be arguing like my good idea versus their good idea yeah. rather than just us playing this bullshit back and forth. Yeah. It does seem harder and harder to, to kind of defend the compassionate conservatism angle yeah. of like the, the eighties more or less. Uh, when, you know, when the parties kind of fall into the Trump wayside. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, it's like, it's the same argument you have about a lot of different sort of, I guess, factions in, in society. Um, the easiest one to, to bring up is cops, where it's like, are there good cops? Absolutely. There are good cops. Episodes, you mean? Are there good cops? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, people <laughs> like, I, you know, but they're like, there are good cops. But if you're a good cop and you don't turn on the bad ones, then you're complicit in the bad coppery. So it's like if you if you allow if you if, so it's like the fact that there are so many bad cops kind of makes brings into question the goodness of the good cops. And it's the same with anything like like with conservatives. Are there good people who are conservatives? Absolutely. But are you calling bullshit on the bad conservatives? Or are you going like, well, they're a necessary evil. If you think they're a necessary evil, then you're not a good conservative. Like you're not, you can't, you can't rest on those laurels anymore. I think. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. And uh, speaking of shitty Republicans though, that this Texas situation seems to have really highlighted some of those surprise, <laughs> um, which this to me is another situation like mass that, should not be politicized is facts from what I've researched. Basically what has happened in Texas is this quote unquote, once in a hundred year storm that has hit hit 10 years ago. And then 10 years before that and the Texas grid, which gets most of their power, not from wind energy, like Republicans tend to tell you, but from natural gas and the natural gas hubs or HQs or whatever they've got didn't winterize their situations properly. So it, it put a strain on the power grid as people were trying to get warm. And then they started to put in rolling blackouts to try and conserve it. And then it just collapsed altogether. And then people's pipes started freezing and then they've got water pouring into their house, which is already uh, like 12 degrees in there. And uh, for whatever reason, the conservatives, I guess, cause they've got their oil money and don't want their oil money to be tainted by bad press uh, have been saying that the wind turbines froze and quit spinning. Well, there's videos out there. If you're simple enough to wear, like, uh, if you're an idiot, you can literally see videos of the wind turbine spinning fine, but that didn't happen at all. Not to mention the fact that most of Texas gets their power from natural gas and not wind turbines. So there's been, there was a text. I can't, I think it was a mayor that stepped down basically because he, I, I can't remember if he tweeted it or put it out in the statement or whatever. Facebook. Yeah. And was like, yeah, the government doesn't owe you anything. We're not your responsibility. It's like, what the fuck do we pay you fuckers taxes for is what that gets to. It's, yeah. it's like, yeah, he really had a every man for himself. And I, I think that's a semblance Jesus. of a larger situation coming down the pipe. <clears throat> Of yeah, wasn't well, isn't Texas also in this unique situation where they're on their own independent power grid? Mm-hmm. Like whereas all every other state has like backup. I mean, even Tennessee, yeah, which is a red state, has backups from other states because you realize like, hey, sometimes emergencies happen. But Texas, old big dick Texas, uh, <laughs> which is the attitude like being on the road. Let me tell you, you run into someone in another state and they're from Texas and you tell them you're from Tennessee. They immediately want to start comparing your state to theirs. They immediately want to start talking down to you and like, like, cool. I don't have anything against Texans, but apparently they got something against everybody else the way it seems. Um, but the, just the attitude of, of, uh, fuck y'all's power. We got our own, like really sucks for them. I mean, and granted, I'm sure that is not the attitude most Texan people have. I'm sure that is mostly right, that's the government, to, yeah. government and corporate kind of situation. Um, but but still, that that's the people that are in power, and 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 um, sucks for everybody having to get caught up in that. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. uh, California also has its own power grid, largely. Um, and California's does it 
also has fucked up. I thought it. Yeah, there, I did a quick. I thought Google. it was more uh, intertwined. California's is intertwined, but uh, this says California relies on energy from the Western interconnection, one of which two main electrical grids. The Eastern interconnection is the other uh, that serve the entire U.S. So it's more okay. interconnected. I yeah, think. it is interconnected. You so can never, probably never look mind, if you do an mind. image search. It might be that's yeah. the only. I mean, never mind. I was wrong. That's just yeah. how I learned, though. But yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna say like to to the point we were making about the but uh, talking about the grids and everything is like uh, years of. I mean, it's no surprise to anyone, but years of conservative leadership, of fierce individualism, of strong you know Texan. That's like their whole thing mm-hmm. has led to that where. They wanted to, I think basically, and I'm, I'm sure that I don't understand the entirety of the situation, uh, in like a super nuanced way, but I think they basically just wanted to be energy independent and they have about, they have more supply than they do demand, even though they have a very high demand being a high, highly populous state. Um, but so, whereas like other, so like states like Montana and the Dakotas, they have a ton of wind wind energy. Right. And they have low populations. So they sell off a lot of that energy or they they route it, you know, elsewhere and everything on those Mm -hmm. grids that a lot of us have maybe seen the maps of by now. Um, And like the idea of like you were talking about, like Tennessee, even being a red state and like, you know, politically like Georgia, Alabama, all those we're still tied in to I think like several like the grid kind of like works in I don't know how to. (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing it visually right now, but it works in like, like a kind of chain uh, kind of way to where you want to create redundancies to where if part of a grid fails, you do have a backup from over here that can then move in to fill in the part that failed or whatever. Right. Yeah. So Texas just doesn't have that. They have, like you said, natural gas is a huge bit of it. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of solar. They have a ton of wind energy. Uh, of several of which I think did actually freeze, which can yeah. happen, but it's not like, that's not why this happened. So they have a varied set of sources of energy, but when the grid fails, when it's such a systemic failure, like we're seeing, and there's still figuring out some of the reasons for this, it doesn't matter how many sources of energy you have. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter anything other than where it's coming from. And if where it's coming from and, and uh where it's going if there's something blocking where it's getting then you're fucked i mean you yeah. can't there's nothing you can really do about it they were talking about like i mean you saw all those price stuff too yeah the, which evidently because a lot of it's that i i didn't quite understand this and this i don't think this is how our energy and maybe this is how we're on epb and this may be how our energy consumption is handled but from the way i understand it in texas is if you're a consumer you were buying, you've got a choice between which electrical provider yeah, you can choose from where we've only got one EPB. You've got a choice, but there's one larger company that takes that energy ERCOT and they then sell that energy to these different distribution companies and you can choose which company you want to get it through. Yeah. And they, these companies charge their base price on what the demand is. Yeah. The price is influenced, which like all things, but in this way, it seems skewed in a fucked up way. And so you're getting people that are getting $10,000 energy bills when their power went out just because the price shot up because the demand went up. Yeah. 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 You pick it like you used to be able to pick like uh, a phone or internet provider Mm -hmm. or cable provider before that shit got mostly monopolized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have, they even, I I think even to compare it to that, like, uh, they even sell like packages, like, you know, like, like you can get with Comcast or Xfinity with your, you know, phone and Mm -hmm. cable and shit. Like they even sell packages, but it's, it's what people are finding out now is that you, you get what you pay for. So when you're, you're having all these like energy savings and you're, you're not paying as much in costs, uh, as you maybe would elsewhere in a less competitive, you know, quote unquote competitive Mm -hmm. market again, you get what you pay for. And so the private sector is not coming out and fixing that yeah. shit. Cause they, I mean, why would they're, they, they're looking, <laughs> why at bottom, would they, they're looking at, they're looking at their bottom line. Exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, which is, it's, I say it every week, but it's fucking capitalism at its finest. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's, I don't know what it, it does. It leads me to think of, I think it's inevitable. And this is a topic, I guess I've actually thought this for a long time and just realized like this is a topic we should talk about tonight, but, um, 
this future dystopia that I think we're headed to inevitably of where I think it will get to the point within our lifetimes of where homes are responsible for their own energy. Like, like in star Wars, how aunt Owen and uncle Baru on their water farm. I don't think they paid a, a bill to somebody. I think they were responsible for their own energy consumption. They had solar wind, whatever they had going out there on that water farm, but I think they were responsible for it. And uh, I think it'll get to that point of where I think the infrastructure is failing. I started thinking this back in like 2018, maybe there was a dam in California that just collapsed like a big dam. It, it would be like if Nickajack or something just collapsed one day, like, well, due to just being old and in yeah, just like, old and it hadn't been taken care of, but it was something they relied on for energy. And it was, uh, it, yeah, it just, uh, I watched it on the news that day, but it was a big dam in Cal. I think it was in California. And I started thinking that day, I was like, yeah, this is uh, where America's headed. We've got all these great projects that we've set up, like our electrical grids, our dams, our highway systems, all this, but it's in disrepair. And yeah, we're paying taxes, but these taxes are being misallocated into making sure we've got uh, the next biggest aircraft carrier. Yeah. Did you hear we landed on Mars and have a helicopter? <laughs> That's pretty cool. And we still have yeah. X number of unhoused See, I, people and the shit like you're talking about I'm infrastructure down, I'm decay. I'm down for the Mars. I'm not down for making sure we've got 20, I think we could allocate it better. Uh, so I'm being a pissant probably, but yeah, I think the Mars, I think NASA should arguably get a little more money because we need to start looking at going off planet for resources and things like mining asteroids for resources. Yeah. Like, and, and I wasn't and, trying to, and maybe instead of building a space station, figure out how to pull in a passing asteroid into our orbit and then building a station on that instead of just connecting a bunch of hamster oh, tubes together. You got together. ideas. All right. Yeah. Like there's things we could be doing okay. that are like, you know, NASA could be doing a lot more with more stuff with more. I mean, a lot of people think like, well, we're just going poking around in space. Well, there's resources in space. There's entire yeah. asteroids made of diamonds and fuel that we could be using. But and we could be pulling those into orbit, you know, so I think NASA should get more resources, but maybe we don't need a. Maybe we only need 10 more aircraft carriers. Than no, the I, was, I, I wasn't trying maybe, to go down that. Huge. Maybe, maybe we don't need 21 <laughs> more aircraft carriers. than. Oh, yeah, we definitely know? agree like, with less uh, military spending and, overall uh, when you look at just overall. I think our shit, I think anybody can argue that our our finances could be allocated a little differently. But I think we've got a huge infrastructure problem coming down the pipe, and I don't. The I, I don't pipe. see it getting better at all, and it's something that I realized that 2020 and coronavirus did to me is it turned me into a like light prepper. I've got like I realized the other day I was like, holy shit, I've turned into a prepper one of these crazy fucks. Like I don't have a bunker or anything, but I've got a closet that is dedicated to supplies. If shit goes down, I know to, if shit goes down and I've got to get out, I know just empty that closet, get as much of that closet into my truck as possible. Mm -hmm. And I was not like that pre 2020. And even when I started realizing that there were infrastructure problems, 2020 caused me to really fold into it. And then the snow day shit made me double check in this closet. Like, do I have all my blankets and everything allocated in one spot in case we got a deep freeze like Texas? Like you need to know where all your blankets are in a situation, you know, just little things like that. So yeah, I think a giant uh, infrastructure collapse is coming down the pipe. I saw it with that big dam that collapsed. It was somewhere on the West coast. I can't remember if it was in California or Oregon or where, but it was a big dam. It, I mean, it would be like if Nickajack collapsed, like mm. that would be a big fucking deal. If that collapsed, it would flood downtown. Well, not. Yeah, I guess Nickajack would flood down. That's the one here right off 153. Oh, that's right? Chickamauga. Chickamauga. Yeah, I'm talking if the Chickamauga dam collapsed, it would flood oh, downtown yeah. cause massive problems. And uh, but either one of those would cause massive problems for the surrounding area. I think, you know, this Texas thing shows that there's problems. We've had our own issues that like 
here in Chattanooga, we had a water main break last year. Oh, I remember oh that. right. 2019. 20, yeah. Yeah. A big water main. Like people, I was out of town at the time, but yeah, I got off work. I think. Yeah. It was like businesses had to shut down. Like it was two or three days. People didn't have water. I happened to not be here, but it was like, yeah, water was selling out in the stores. You couldn't find it. And then just showing this COVID shit, the way it started, the way it's been handled overall. People have been <laughs> using it as political pawns and all that. And it's like, I think we've got politicians that don't know what they're doing or don't give a shit and they're just trying to profit. And then on top of that, we've got huge problems with our infrastructure. I just think that's this uh, future dystopia is going to become more and more real. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a legitimate uh, fear to have um, for sure. I mean, I, I think that's what fuels a lot of the dystopic fiction we mm -hmm. see is is um, the the very real, like just keeping your eyes open and looking at what's going on around you, and then going like, oh, how can I tell the how can I warn people in a way that's not going to freak them out? Well, let's put it in a weird fake weird world and have a lot of parallels that they can then compare to the real world, and they go, oh, this is just like. It's just like that thing I watched like in Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because it's set in the near future generally. See, I don't think it'll be nearly that exciting. I think our dystopia is, which getting back to what I was saying is I've become a light prepper, but also in ways that I feel like these typical preppers don't think about is, you know, it's good to have supply, even for just like the average person, it's good to have some food and supplies and charged flashlights and all that set aside. But making sure I've got that, but also entertainment is, uh, I've got a entertainment hard drive that's just full of music, movies, all this sort of stuff. I uh, fixed an old iPod, put a compact flash card in it for this exact purpose. I'm going to put a new battery in it. Making sure I've got books and things like that is also, because I think our future dystopia, it's not going to be exciting like the Hunger Games or something like that. It's largely going to be what we live now. It's just going to slowly degrade. Our electrical grid's not, it's going to become less and less stable. Slowly but surely, uh, the American government is going to get what they want, and that's uh, the Chinese internet infrastructure. That's really what they want, is the ability to just shut down the internet at a moment's notice. Like, that's what they want. It's like, oh, this website's saying something we don't like them saying, shut it down. You know, oh, dissent, shut it down. You know, that's really, our government looks at China and it's like, oh, China's bad, but they they lie. They're like, how did you do it, China? Damn, I haven't heard this. That's this my take. From yeah, before. that's and uh, so yeah. Are you okay? Like, <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> the electrical get, grid will become unstable. So it's like some days you'll have power, some some days you won't. Not not due to control. It just will be less stable. There'll be a lot more generators. I yeah, think. and. Uh, and then also the food distribution system will become a little less reliable. So yeah, you may go to the grocery store on a trip and there may not be any, any fresh bread on that trip, or you may go and there's no lettuce that time you went. Um, the internet will be able to be shut down at a moment's notice. So you, do you think we'll ever recover from COVID as far as like our supply chains? Cause we're already seeing like, you know, at different points, we'll see different it's, it's, it's getting more seasonal. Like it used to be like there was the supply chain was strong enough that you could get goods all year round, mm -hmm. no matter what season they're in. But now it's like, we're starting to see like, okay, during this season, like, I mean, and just, just a, a shitty example. That's not even relative to anything. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I, I'm into gaming, so I back a lot of little tiny plastic people and all of that plastic is uh, molded and uh, turned into miniatures over in China. Right now, there is a worldwide shipping container shortage. Uh, there, there's not just not enough shipping containers to meet demand. So a lot of things are backed up. Um, a bunch of the Kickstarters I backed were already supposed to have been delivered to me, but because of the shipping container shortage, they're in a waiting list now to even get it sent over to where they can distribute it out. A lot of things are seeing that. And so I think that, uh, that, I mean, we, it, it, you know, you bring, you're bringing up a point. It makes me wonder, will we ever actually get back to how it was, or is this just the new normal? And we're just going to have to like yeah. learn to like, okay, during these months we eat this for dinner. And then during these months we can maybe get mm -hmm. this again, you know, like, no, I used to think back at the start of COVID, I was like, okay, we'll get through this. This is like a wartime situation where, you know, this is going to pull us together as a collective whole. 
I was like, look at us. We're all staying at home. We're talking, I'm talking like March, 2020. I was like, look, we're all staying at home quarantining. We're going to strive through this together and kick this virus's ass and things will get back to normal. And, uh, you know, I'll be going back to barley for comedy nights on Thursday nights, you know, like things will get back to normal. But the more this has gone on, I'm starting to think that this like new normal that they kept talking about, that that's what this, this is, is like, we're settling in. We've gotten used to being at home for long periods of time. Like this whole zoom call and like, that's not going anywhere. Even if COVID goes away tomorrow, that's not going anywhere. The whole zoom call for meetings thing. And some, in some cases it's for the better, like for a lot of work scenarios, like, yeah, it's better. People are working from home and, tuning into a zoom call as opposed to going to some meaningless meeting. I'm not saying the zoom calls any more meaning meaningful, but, <laughs> but I'm sure you'd rather do that than go to some bullshit meeting. And, uh, so in some ways it's better, some for the worse. And same thing with the masks. I think the masks will stick around. Yeah. And, I think that, I think the masks should stick around and I just, yeah, think they're saying at least through 2022, I think. Yeah. And even uh, if we e- get, yeah, better. even if it's not mandated, I think masks will stick around. And I just think it's prepping us for things are going to get a little bit worse, a little bit at a time. And like, I'll say, uh, there'll probably be another pandemic within the next five or six years. Cause we, you know, we had the, uh, the, what was it MERS, whatever in the early two thousands. And then in the like 2008 ish, nine ish, we had Ooh. swine flu and then, here we are. We've got this. And I think we'll have another one that's just as bad in about six to seven years. And I think this has just prepped us for this future dystopia we're going to be living in. Well, I mean, if you're a if you're a conspiracy theorist, there there is the, the uh, idea going around that the uh, big wigs are going to they like this uh, sort of uh, cult muted society. Mm-hmm. Uh, the subdued society. And so they're going to, there's definitely, they're going to make sure there's a pandemic every few years mm-hmm. just to, just to refresh it, just to be like, Hey, don't get too, don't get too used to things. We're going to make sure you, we're going to tie you back down again. Um, I don't know if I believe that so much. Cause I think that like, I think that any, any good tyranny needs um, a good, strong set of worker bees and worker mm-hmm. ants to do all the, 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 the day to day shit that they don't want to have to do. So I think if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do some kind of like tier, if it's a manufactured thing where there's like a, a, a cabal that's in charge of all this, I think they want us back to work. I think they want business as usual. I don't think they like the pandemic state. So I I I, I don't really put much credence in the conspiracy theory of side of it. But viruses exist and they mutate, and especially like you're talking about if we start. Uh, pulling resources from outer space who knows what they've got yeah. on them you know like what kind oh, of new shit. new things we'll be introducing on a regular basis if that becomes an industry you know when so, all that's really going to take in the outer space realm there is for capitalism to realize that there's resources in outer space that's all that takes I'm oh sure, it's been realized i'm sure elon like, musk does uh meetings <laughs> yeah i was gonna Club say what do you think yeah every week about it <laughs> well i'm just saying <laughs> what do you think elon musk is one of the guys going up in space he's ahead of the bell curve on it though but you start getting like i don't know once fucking i don't know whatever exxon realizes it and they you know they may already be working on it but even exxon if they've realized it last year they're already behind on that so I don't know. It's like you make a good point, though. I didn't even think of like the galactic threat virally that they could be pulling in. But yeah, Yeah. I just think I just think going forward, I think it's a combination of we've got greedy politicians that have only served in office to serve themselves for the most part. And that's the bulk of them. I you could maybe say that a quarter of the politicians across the board from local to like Capitol Hill are in there to actually do the greater good, maybe a quarter. And so you've got 75% of them in there just trying to garner their own right or their own benefits. And then on top of that, you've got stuff in the public or then the private and public sector, like bridges and fucking toll roads and highways dams, all all of this shit that has government oversight that's not been maintained. And that's just going to start collapsing. And, uh, it's, you know, it's, 
we're going to see what happens when you don't change the oil in the car that's, after that's, a year. That's the exact analogy yeah. I was waiting to hit today. It's like, it's like driving. <laughs> it's like four in a car that has had an oil change in like six months. You yeah. Know? Been you've been there. having a good time. You've been driving fast, partying it up. No worries in the world. Not been to a Valvoline oil change in a year and a half. <laughs> and uh, we're going to see what happens when one of those cylinders dries completely out. That's what's coming down the pipe for America. Been there. Yeah. It's not and, good. And one, once it's one of those. not good. No, it's not good. I also it's not have good. Been, there. <laughs> been there as well. I'm not a car guy, so I've definitely made a lot of car mistakes. It. Uh, I think everyone gets there at some point, and it's sad that I think our country's getting there. <laughs> yeah, the U.S. isn't an infrastructure guy. He makes a lot of infrastructure yeah. mistakes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just think that's coming down the pipe. I don't think any sort of. I don't think it's some malicious intent from someone. I don't think somebody's sitting you know, behind being like, yeah, I'm going to drive the country into the ground and yeah. I'm going to profit from I, it. I just I, think it's a series of mistakes that have happened and things have been put off to the next guy and kicked down the road. Yeah, and they're it's all exactly that coming to a fucking head. Right. And that's, that's ultimately kind of go, going back. To what you said is the ultimate evil of capitalism is it's so easy to worry about yourself and, and kick it off to the next guy and not really worry about that because you, you know, at the end of the day you go like, well, I didn't hurt anybody, but you led to a series of events. Yeah. that did. Yeah. It's a lot of, uh, what is it like? Kind of like lying by omission, but right. it's kind of like not acting, uh, yeah, fucking up by inaction. Well, I mean, if I can know, put it that way. If I want to get real heavy and make everybody feel real bad, we all own smartphones, and that I guarantee you, our the smartphones we own aren't ethically sourced. You know, so it's like, um, <laughs> so I, you know, it's 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 or any number of electronics or convenience items. Well, yeah, but that's the argument of like, oh, so <laughs> no, but no, you, no, but you live in a society. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like, you know, it does, it does. It, it helps to make to be more aware of that. I guess is the point. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. four beers in, so I'm I'm not I'm not going to be like let me break it down. But I'm just saying I, I think no, I that like you, you know it's 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 easy it's it's easy, if it's easy enough for me to overlook that that and use a smartphone every day. Think about someone who's profiting millions of dollars sure. from looking the other way and how easy it is for them to do. Mm-hmm. So I mean it, it it does it does show like you know I, I've been a big defender of 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 the. Of, of capitalism and the capitalist philosophy for a long time. But when you start to look at it, you're like, yeah, it's just the fact it's not that there's that many evil people. It just creates a lot of room for a lot of tiny evils that add up. And then there are also evil people on top of that to make it worse. But yeah, but like, what? Well, I think it's all yeah. just inherent in the system. It's in, the system. It's the system. That's, view, what, yeah. that, that's, that's what I'm getting at is it's like, well, the, we need a restructuring then that, that doesn't, allow all those little evils and then that way we can easily identify the bad actors well i was gonna say to some degree there's always no matter what benefit is gained in some capacity i feel like no matter what benefit is gained there's going to be somebody some party is at a deficit because someone getting that benefit and like one of the best things ever is uh in that Man of Steel movie, that uh, first Zack Snyder Superman movie, or I don't know, maybe it was in just either way. Those movies blur together for me. But there's a scene where Superman goes like up to the top of this ice mountain and Kevin Costner's dad is there and he tells a story about when he was a kid. He's like there was a big flood on the farm and, you know, they got out and they fought day and night to try and put enough sandbags down to like divert this flood and they saved their farm. But then they heard that all the horses drown at this farm on down the road. Like they named, they were like at the McClaskey farm or whatever. They were like, all of their horses drown. And he was like, your grandma still gave me a cake. Cause I was a hero that day, but he wasn't a hero to that farm down the road. And so in a way, I don't know. I always thought that was a good like story for that, but it it's, does, like, it, it's that's a it, pretty good it, reference yeah. to what we're talking about. Any yeah. benefit made is going to be at the deficit of somebody else, it's but a, it's just finding some way in society to make those deficits as efficient as possible. And well, I don't mean that in a Nazi final solution way. <laughs> I just whoa. mean that in like a, any benefit is going to come at the deficit of somebody else. 
but let's find a way to make that as economical and best for everyone. Well, I wouldn't I say, I don't even know if it has. Yeah. I wouldn't no. say any benefit. What I would say is that, um, quick benefits that aren't thought through. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like, and, and, and that, in that story, yeah, yeah. uh, they didn't have a choice. They had to think, act quickly and they didn't have time to weigh out all the possibilities. They were like, no, if we don't do this, we're fucked. It happened to come out at the the expense of someone else. It doesn't necessarily have to work out that way. I think with enough planning, enough enough organization, and enough like cooperation between people, I think you can actually build a, a better world that doesn't step on other people. But it's just it's just getting those first things in line first, and say like the cooperation is the the hardest hurdle because man, us people don't like each other. That's that's one thing that's for sure. Yeah, and a lot of it is just the. The like I was saying, like bio mission stuff, it's like, well, we can fix up our infrastructure with taxpayer money or we can build that new stadium that the local team has been wanting. Which one of those is more attractive to taxpayers? Mm -hmm. Which one can we like, uh, you know, really like even maybe campaign behind, depending on the size of your municipality or whatever you're in? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we're the guys that got that new stadium built. Oh, your road still has potholes. Well, that's your road that you're like 10 voters. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. everyone agrees that this stadium is better, which just feeds back into the capitalism loop that we've been talking about. But like, it's just, it's not sexy for lack of, I hate even like saying it like that, but it's, it's not like infrastructure stuff. It never is. Cause we've had the same infrastructure problem since like the, what the eighties, nineties, like when it's been an ongoing. You, we're on the border here. You've driven in Alabama. Oh yeah. You can, as soon as you get, there is a noticeable yeah. difference. The minute yeah, you yeah, yeah. hit, you will be on uh what's that? I 59. You'll be on a Tennessee highway. You'll dip down into Georgia and it's, yeah, the it's one- pretty fine. There's a pile occasionally, but then you'll make that turn into Birmingham. And the minute you get across into the Alabama border, holy fuck. Yeah. It's like immediately the road quality changes. It's just misallocation of funds because it's we like could be fixing these concrete. things and we don't just care. The people in power don't care enough. Yeah, they don't. And don't it's, uh, I just think all that's going to slowly degrade and it's, you know, back to the car analogy, it's going to. Well, I mean, we had a bridge fall. Remember yeah. That? That, yeah. Was, that was not that long ago. Right. That was yeah. what, two years ago, Tops? Yeah. And they're like still fixing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're now, well, they're now going back and, and remaking sure that all the other bridges are mm-hmm. good. I, I live right off the interstate right there by all that stuff. So um, they've been working on Belvoir for a while. I think. I think they're doing Belvoir and they're doing Spring Creek now. And then once they're done with those, they're going to shift it back to uh, more in Germantown. Yeah. Um, and then do them two at a time. And then, uh, I mean, and granted, I'm sure that once they're done, it's going to be great. And it, like, you know, it's as much of an annoyance as it is. Hey, that's infrastructure work. That's doing stuff that needs to be done because clearly it wasn't getting done before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And I will say kudos to Chattanooga. I don't know who's really to blame for this. I don't know if it's Andy Burke or who it is. Chattanooga, maybe not Hamilton County, but Chattanooga, I think overall has a pretty decent infrastructure. We've got problems. I mean, clearly we had that water main break, but overall we seem to always be improving and working on something. I think our issue is that we're growing. Well, at least up we were, I don't know about now in uh, you know, post COVID era, but we were growing at a really, really fast rate Mm -hmm. uh, compared to a lot of midsize cities. Um, And, um, so we were for, for several years now, and even still to a large degree, um, we are, there's always road construction. There's always stuff being built. Like there's always, it always feels like we're a city, uh, a work in progress. Like we're not mm-hmm. there yet. And, um, just cause there's always like big chunks of area. I mean, like 27 has been a mess forever. It's a surprise. I've, I've driven it recently. It's actually like, seems kind of done now. It's better. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, oh, wow, I can actually get on this. But then today I came via uh, MLK and they had a big chunk of it sectioned off with like road cones. And the Ashland to, Terrace, mm-hmm. half of that, like going up the hill there is blocked I haven't up. been out there in forever. I don't even, there's no ostensible reason for it. They're not doing yeah. work on it. Like, Yeah. They've always been working on that. But now yeah. something else I wanted to talk, you know, we mentioned, you know, Ted Cruz, you know, being, being a great politician, you know, really caring about his home state of Texas. And, you know, we mentioned, you know, the state of collapsing infrastructure and part of that due to politicians just playing their own games and playing their own bullshit games and trying to further their own careers and their own financial gain. And, uh, yeah, I want to bring up this Andrew Cuomo stuff. So it's come out that Andrew Cuomo heavily lied about the nursing home deaths that were happening in 
in New York City back in, you know, I guess last March and April. And didn't he encourage people to keep like sending the sick to nursing homes? Yeah. Like, like it was even that bad where it's like, fuck, dude. Which I remember hearing word of this in like May or June sometime around there. And I was like, nah, not, not my boy. Andrew Cuomo, he's been a leader. Yeah, I remember his like you know? his biggest scandal. Yeah, we had the same name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's important. His biggest scandal was that he apparently has nipple rings, and like mm-hmm. I remember, that, I was just gonna say that. I remember when that was a thing, and they're like, "Hey, remember, remember when Andrew Cuomo had nipple rings?" And we're like, "Oh, but he's doing a, such a good job with COVID." Then you come to find out, <laughs> no, you come to find out it's not COVID killing your grandma; it's Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, yeah. fuck those nipple rings; those aren't cute anymore. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it's come out. I mean, I'm talking misreported the number of nursing home deaths by like up to 50%, like a lot. And what gets me is I remember t- like tuning into this guy back in like, it was the weekend before March 14th of last year. Cause that was Chattabruga. I had that coming up. I was the face of Chattabruga. I was on their advertising. I was so excited. And uh, yeah, that was coming up. And that was the first event where shit locked down and started to cancel was that weekend. And um, yeah, I tuned into this guy every day. I got up and turned on the news to see what Andrew Cuomo was talking about because he was like, and I don't, you know, we don't live in New York, but I was like, this guy He's calm. He's collected. He's telling us what's what about this virus. And he's being honest about it. It may be maybe a harsh truth we're hearing, but he's he's going to tell us this harsh truth. He's, he's going to cut through the bullshit and tell it to us. He won a fucking Emmy. You said he wrote a book. We'll get to that bullshit in a minute. And uh, just, yeah, of course, it comes out. This guy's no different than Trump. No different. Except the nipple rings. Except the nipple rings. Yeah. We haven't seen Trump's nipples. So that's. I do believe Andrew Cuomo could win a fight. Can you imagine? I do believe he could win a fight. I think he could kick my ass easily. But my point being is he's just another fucking politician that just saw this as an opportunity and ran with it. And that's what's going to lead to this economic collapse. Like, and so there's an FBI investigation. I've got. Yeah, New York's got a history of governors and mayors. Yeah. The city and state. He's under an FBI investigation over the nursing home deaths. God, I hope Yang's clean because it's looking like he's going to win New York. He's doing real well. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, he's my boy. I backed him for a while. I hope he doesn't have some sketchy fucking. Uh, yeah. I, would, I think it would have come out of the presidential when yeah. you. Yeah, like, yeah. Was, that's what that's what I'm hoping. I mean, they tried to get him he pulled well for a while, so they would have dug up some shit. There on was him, like, there was something about like um, he like apparently fired some lady for being pregnant, but then it came out that that wasn't like the whole story, and it was he, he actually worked with her to try to come up with some solution, and she opted to leave, and then later took money for a, a you know an interview, and says like, "Hey, he fired me because I was pregnant." Yeah, there's some, something like Bad that. Actors everywhere. Something like that. That was like the the worst. A lot of people say his ideas are just stupid. I, I mean, you know, may, maybe, but he's popular and he seems like a good guy. And I mean, you know, yeah, I, I think part of the the thing with Andrew Cuomo too is that his brother, yeah. Chris Cuomo, yeah, is on. Was he? He's MSNBC, I think. CNN. CNN. He yeah. is CNN. Yeah, and uh, you know, the media is a somewhat of a a club. Yeah. Of sorts. Yeah. So that's his brother. I mean, I saw an interview with him. I didn't even like watch the whole thing because it was fucking infuriating of Chris lobbing softball questions to Andrew the other day. Making fun of his nose. Not about. Yeah. Not yeah. about anything fucking relevant to the hundreds, the thousands that are dying in his when state the, that, that he's and, fucked and up the thing on. Is, is back in March and April, when I would see these interviews, I was like, oh, this is so heartwarming and humbling and whatever. Sure, yeah, when it because, was fun like, that way, it was. He's there on the front lines and blah, blah. And then once his brother got it and did like his big basement reveal, and then it just slowly, like the bullshit yeah. started to get chipped away and I, it started to get revealed. Well, apparently Jake Tapper at CNN had been trying to get Cuomo on for an interview, you know, and Jake Tapper is not like a softball guy. He's, yeah. kind, of, he's kind of a dick. And so it's like, uh, you know, He's who you want when you want like hard questions mm-hmm. answered out of like, CNN anchors, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, uh, and, and he was, he apparently couldn't get Cuomo on because he was booked already with his brother. His brother had yeah. exclusivity who was then questioning about his, your nose is so big. We've got this giant Q-tip. We're going to stuff it. It's like a, it's like a bit. 
And it's like, yeah, during bits while thousands of people die in your state. Yeah. This isn't the, I was like, we don't turn to CNN to hear bits. Like, Save it for <laughs> SNL. Show up if you both want to get booked on SNL and do that bit. Yeah, there, Lauren will make that happen. Right, go for it, but don't fucking do it on CNN where people are like, "Hey, I, you know, it's life or death. I need information." Oh, you're making jokes about the nose size, right? What? What? I don't know. It just it just seems very, um, again, very um, elitist and very like. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah. No, and there in the beginning, like I said, I was on board for it. I was like, "Oh, look, they're." You know, they're they're just like us. They're fighting brothers. Yeah, you know, and the version just, that was sold to us was. Yeah. And then once I stepped back and thought about better. it, I was like, this is bullshit. And they gave this dude an Emmy and he's just been fucking lying. And then he wrote a book. You were talking about this before we were recording. What was this about his book? Yeah. Uh... Which, first of all, how dare he write a fucking <laughs> book and publish it already? It's like, when did you have time to do this? You're supposed to be fucking helping the city. But no, between that is being interviewed true. with your brother and lying about nursing home deaths and killing grandmas, what you had time to write a book. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to see when it came out. A lot of the reviews are from October of last year, so it must have come out around then. Uh, it is called, ready yourselves, it is called Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. Andrew Cuomo. Oh, American crisis. And then that's the subtitle, the leadership lesson. It's not even over. No. Yeah. But this book would have you believe that it either is, or that it's entirely handleable by things we already know and have or something. Uh, I, I just thought, I mean, I'm not the first person to shit on him for this. I won't be the last, but to write a book that's you and like a black and white relief on the cover, just looking like strong and disciplined and like, yeah, you know what I, this is what I did. Read, read all about it. Like if it was five years down the road and this had gotten solved and, and COVID's over and five years down the road. Sure. Write your book, glorifying yourself and your success. Sure. (laughs) But this is like fucking, uh, in the middle of it, bold (laughs) fucking, uh, Roosevelt, Writing a memorial about his service in the war. I was just going to say, yeah, it'd be like, like before it's even over Hitler writing a book called how I won or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, and that is a, that's a democratic Trump move or OJ writing a book about how I did it at that point. That's a democratic Trump. Yeah. You're already assuming you've won this situation and you're putting out a book on it. Yeah. It's arrogance for sure. Like, I, mean, I think at the core it's, it's arrogance and it's, yeah, no, it's just arrogance because even the other part I was going to say is it's still arrogance to assume that the other shit never gets dragged up or never gets found out. It's it's just utter uh, self-serving, which I mean, these are all words that people use to yeah. talk about Trump. Yeah. When it's, it's come out that he threatened a journalist about saying he would destroy him yep. if he leaked this information. Yeah, there's like, there's. Hey, let's see. Uh, I did have a clip of Crystal and Sager here talking about this. Let me play this. Just to rewind and remember all the context here. I mean, from the beginning, there was reporting about this horrific decision to allow uh, nursing home residents who had had coronavirus to come back into the nursing homes. Then there was a lot of reporting around that. The media, zero curiosity about it. He's going on with CNN. We're going to get onto that, into that later with his brother. They're joking around. He's lionized. He's the hero. Trump's the villain. Very simple narrative. Then it starts to come out that And this was triggered by uh, Letitia James, who's the New York attorney general. She commissioned a report that showed they dramatically, by 50 percent, understated the number of nursing home deaths. Then his aide in leaked audio goes to the assembly that have been asking for this data. And they've been stonewalling and stonewalling, not giving the information and basically says, like, look, we were worried about federal investigators finding out and coming after us. Well, guess what? Now. The FBI is investigating Cuomo for exactly this, for his handling of New York nursing homes. We don't know exactly the details of that investigation, whether it's the decision itself or whether it is the cover-up. But David Sirota is out with a piece saying that this is Nixonian. And I think that... But yeah, just uh, anybody listening can go follow up on that. But yeah, it's just... uh I don't know. Yeah. He threatened a journalist. This is just another, I, I don't know. It just pisses me off. Cause I looked at this guy back at the start of the pandemic as like, Oh, it's a shining light. Trump's in office. He's not doing shit about it. It's nice that we've got somebody that seems to be taking charge 
and setting an example. And then, of course, this dude's full of shit, just like every other politician. Yeah. You would think with the nipple rings. You'd think. Because I did think. He'd be like, up. nipple rings, he's on our side. (laughs) You'd think. You'd think. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot. I mean, other than to read the reviews from his book, which are all, uh, thank you, my dad died, uh, one star. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, Not worth it. One star started reading. Wasn't worth it. <laughs> are these real reviews? Yeah, these are. Yeah, don't buy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Numbers are going all up. Yeah, yeah. Basically, just a bunch of people saying that he's a narcissist like we did and a bunch of people saying that he's completely out of touch with uh, the everyday New Yorker, pretty much, which, like I said, and that's that's I don't know if the bigger story is that or if the bigger story is how much the media cares for their own and their siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, in my mind, I like I've been kind of thinking about that a lot. They fooled me at the start of it. I guess that's what I'm pissed about is they pulled a wool over my eyes and convinced me that to the, even with their interviews, their bullshit interviews, like, well, it's okay that they're just cutting up in these interviews. Cause he's on the front lines every day and he's just, he's dealing with it. But no, he's writing a book. He's lying about nursing homes. Like, yeah, there's no excuses. Yeah. Anyway. And there's a ton of people figuring out right now who they hate more, the FBI or Andrew Cuomo. Mm-hmm. And those people are at various points on the political spectrum, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Well, that's all I got. That's about all I got to say on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I will yeah. say the answers I, both, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I, I will say the fact that these are the topics we're discussing this week does lend some credence to the idea that so far, pretty successful Biden presidency. Cause yeah. I mean, you know, we've been fucking furious <laughs> in yeah. past weeks. And then this week it's just kind of like, yeah, this, you know, Cuomo did something shitty and, uh, you know, it sucks about Texas. We wish they'd been better. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we all agree. <laughs> so our next topic is how bad Biden has been at his presidency. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. coming down the pipe. I'm kidding. There's, there's <laughs> a lot to go on already, and I'm sure that like it's only going to get worse. I mean, a uh, we've talked about a lot of it already. Yeah, where's my fucking stimmy? Yeah, like, yeah. Where's my stimmy? That's, that's that's where's that stimmy there, governor? Just that's give, the big one. Just give me the stimmy, and then you can do whatever the fuck else you want to do, and I'm not going to raise much of a fit the about fourteen hundred dollar question. Where is that stimmy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys want to wrap it up? I'm I'm cool with that. Love to. Yeah. Well, like I said at the top, get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits right there on Manufacturers Road. And Merchants on Main, where I've got some photography. I'll be taking some new work in there soon. So go check that out. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. This has been episode 24. Catch you later. Mm-hmm.